streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Good morning. It is Wednesday, February 10th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. So I know the Super Bowl didn't go the way that Patrick Mahomes planned for it to, but I'm also pretty sure that he will be back and he will win a few more Super Bowls before all is said and done. And yes, Tom Brady is the greatest of all time and et cetera, et cetera. But Patrick Mahomes is is still the NFL's biggest star. One of the best we've ever seen do it as far as talent and arm ability and, and all that jazz, perhaps the best. And when I was trying to think about a Patrick Mahomes collegiate angle, yes, there's the Patrick Mahomes played Baker Mayfield and they lit up the scoreboard. There's the Patrick Mahomes only had one offer, Power 5 offer coming out of high school and was slept on by the, the scouting services and Elite 11 because he was a baseball prospect. But I also think about the fact that Texas Tech had Patrick Mahomes on its campus and didn't really do much. But this is not like a, this isn't the same thing as Ole Miss having A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf and, and not doing much either. This is this is more about, to me, when I think about Patrick Mahomes and Texas Tech, I think about how since Mahomes left, Texas Tech has failed to capitalize on the field or off the field on the fact that the NFL's biggest superstar played for the Red Raiders. You look at Texas Tech, they fired Cliff Kingsbury after the 2018 season. In the two years without Mahomes, he was five and seven and six and seven. But in the years that Patrick Mahomes was on campus, they were five and seven, seven, six, four and eight. So it's not like the the, the on-field results have, have changed all too much. Although Matt Wells, the, the new coach who they hired from Utah State the last two years, his first year he went four and eight. Second year he went four and six. He hasn't done much to inspire confidence. And in fact, there were some rumblings that the Texas Tech Red Raiders might be looking to change coaches after that 2020 pandemic season. Alas, he will be back. The recruiting has not been good. 68th this year in the 24-7 sports composite team recruiting rankings. That's good for 10th in the Big 12. In case you didn't know, the Big 12 only has 10 teams, so dead last. Last year, recruiting class number 48 nationally, 7th in the Big 12. And then in 2019, Matt Wells' transition class, 62nd nationally, 8th in the Big 12. On the field, Texas Tech hasn't been good. On the recruiting trail, Texas Tech hasn't been good. The Texas Tech I know, and maybe I'm romanticizing it a little bit, should be a really solid football team. They should be airing the ball out. They should be a house of horrors to go play at. They should terrify you uh, with the thought of a late October, early November night game in Lubbock standing between you and your postseason dreams. Texas Tech used to be that team when Cliff Kingsbury was the quarterback, when Mike Leach was the head coach, when Graham Harrell was the quarterback, when Michael Crabtree was catching passes. It just hasn't been like that for a while. And it's notable that that Patrick Mahomes wasn't able to, to bring Texas Tech back up to that standard. It probably was a little bit similar for Patrick Patrick's sake of being on the field Sunday night and nobody can block for him. And it's also notable in the years since that Texas Tech had to fire Cliff Kingsbury, who's now the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, and that Texas Tech hasn't been able to capitalize on any perceived boost I would have argued they would have had from Mahomes being a former player of theirs. You don't see it reflected on the recruiting trail. You don't see it reflected on the field. So today on the podcast, I wanted to throw out my hypothesis with Jarrett Johnson, who covers the Red Raiders for the InsideTheRedRaiders.com, a Texas Tech website powered by 24-7 Sports. Am I right here? Am I wrong? Is there something Texas Tech should be doing better? Is this just the current reality for Texas Tech? How do they make it 
for lack of a better word, a sexier destination for recruits to come play at, given that Patrick Mahomes is a product of their program. Because right now you don't see it. You don't see it, as I said a few times now, you don't see it on the field. You don't see it on the recruiting trail. I think the Big 12 and even college football is more fun when Texas Tech is the hipster and outlaw alternative to the brand name schools in the state of Texas. So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to talk to Jared Johnson. The College Football Daily will be right back. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Okay, bringing in Jarrett Johnson right now. Jarrett, we're going to start with probably an, an obvious question and answer. Over there in Lubbock in West Texas, Mahomes mania, I, I assume it hasn't slowed down any despite the Super Bowl loss. I, I would imagine the last few years have been pretty pretty fun to see one of Texas Tech's own become the biggest star in the NFL. Oh, yeah, of course, absolutely. And uh, first off, Trey, thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, I mean, Mahomes, look, the bottom line is he was fantastic at Texas Tech. But the you know the teams didn't win a, didn't win a whole lot when he was here. To see him go to the NFL and have such wild success has been you know great for Red Raider fans. As a matter of fact, you see more Kansas City Chiefs gear here in Lubbock than you see Dallas Cowboys, which uh, that's a pretty big deal in Texas. So <laughs> obviously, so to see that transformation happen here in town in Lubbock has been pretty amazing. Of course, you know Mahomes had that difficult game, that tough loss, but. No, I mean, Texas Tech fans still love them as much as ever. So from my percept- uh, pr- perspective, I should say, Texas Tech, growing up in Texas, has always been almost like a, a hipster outlaw uh, component to the other teams in the conference, threw the ball yeah. a ton. You didn't ever want to go play in Lubbock, especially at night. Great quarterback play, great receiver play, uh, fun coaching, great crowds. The, the thought that Texas Tech has in the years – in which a former quarterback of theirs has become the toast of the NFL. The thought that Texas Tech has gone, you know, just counting down the, the past few years uh, all the way till to, from when Patrick left, uh, four and six this year, four and eight, five and seven, six and seven, five and seven in Mahomes' last year. It feels like, and I, and I know there's a coaching change that happened between those two that, that we'll get into, but to me, it feels like Texas Tech has squandered a, a possibility here uh, with a Mahomes boost to to kind of get back into the limelight and, and be a, a, huge, uh, a huge destination spot maybe for, for college football players. I can't disagree with any of your uh, statements there. Look, it's I'm being honest here. It's been the dark ages here recently in terms of Texas Tech football, and we're not talking about a program that has like a, a bunch of banners and championships. Like you said, it's always been the outlaw. It's the always been the team, man. You really didn't want to go out there and play. Wild atmosphere, just kind of known for its grit prior to Mike Leach, and then of course you know pass happy, crazy offense uh, the last couple decades, and then. You, know, you mentioned Mahomes, even his last year, they didn't go to a bowl game with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you could argue, uh, at least it's looking like that, that Pat is the quarterback of, of his generation, or at least one of the quarterbacks of, of the generation. And, you know, they didn't go to a bowl game. Well, I, you know, a lot of people point to that Oklahoma-Texas Tech game where, you know, they set all the records, Baker Mayfield and, and Patrick Mahomes. And 
that's what people always talk about. What I remember is the terrible defense on both sides of the ball. Just, I mean, it made me want to throw up as just a, a football fan and as a writer. So they didn't take advantage of Patrick Mahomes even when he was here. Part of that was because of the the roster problems. You know, like I said, one of the, one of the worst defenses in college fo- football history when Mahomes was here. And, you know, it's kind of been a domino effect from roster problems way back during the Kingsbury era that Coach Wells, Coach Matt Wells inherited, which bottom line is if you cover recruiting, and obviously, Trey, I know you have for a long time, the one, I think, constant or the one most like commonality is that players want to go where they think they're going to win, where they're going to have success. And Texas Tech hasn't had a lot of success with or without Patrick Mahomes. So, yeah, they haven't capitalized on, on Mahomes' mania. And I, I will say this, though, that Coach Wells has slowly but surely turned the page on, on improving the roster. It was in a terrible state when he inherited it. And it's something I detailed for years, dating back to like 2015. But they're doing it in a different way. They're doing it through the transfer portal, mm. which I, I think is really, you know, all the craze and all the rage right now. But if you look at the transfers they've added to go along with the recruiting rankings, then you start to get a more clear picture of how they're capitalizing on, say, like a Mahomes or at least Texas Tech's rep as kind of like that outlaw destination. That makes sense. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the transfer rankings part or the transfer portal parts because the recruiting rankings like in the 2021 class, it just wrapped 68th nationally, which is a 10th in the Big 12. The year before, 48th nationally, 7th in the Big 12. And then Matt Wells' first year, the transition year, which is never good, 62nd nationally, 8th in the Big 12. I, I will say, though, I, I like the, the quarterback in 2021, Baron Morton. Jared, when you talk to recruits, how often do they mention Patrick Mahomes? You know, not as much as you'd think. Yeah, they mentioned him, but they mentioned Michael Crabtree and hmm. that play, the catch against Texas. Yeah. I know most of them were like infants, but that still comes up without me asking because I don't think to ask that normally. But, you know, with you being on YouTube and especially, you know, Texan recruits, which is what we're talking about, that play has done more for Texas Tech recruiting and that win over Texas. Uh, what was that? 2008 yeah. has done more than, uh, honestly, at least it appears to me, than Patrick Mahomes. Now, obviously, Mahomes doesn't hurt, especially with quarterback recruiting. But, uh, man, I, it seems like that Michael Crabtree play and just that went over Texas and really the atmosphere uh, that was at the Jones that night is probably the you know been the biggest boost to recruiting more than anything else. Well, you said it. Players want to go where they can win. That was a, a game of the week, game of the year, marquee <laughs> win, and it's like the, the lead of an Under Armour commercial for a few years. Has there been any awkwardness about Texas Tech and Mahomes, given that his coach is gone? Sometimes when you when you see uh, a popular coach go, and, and I, I assume here that Mahomes and, and Cliff had a really good relationship, they're not as inclined to come back to the school. Maybe they don't rep it as well on social media. All that's to say, you know, COVID wrecked any plans Patrick had of coming back to Lubbock this year, you know, publicly. But do they still, has Matt Wells separated at all from the Mahomes era? Or are they still leaning into that? Oh, no. Pat is a great ambassador for Texas Tech. He, I mean, every chance he gets on social media after a big win, whether it be in basketball or football, he, you know, always posts a wreck him. That final four run a couple of years ago, he was there. I saw him and Travis Kelsey back chugging beers, you know, throwing, his, throwing his guns up, you know, uh, before and after the game, celebrating, you know, the Final Four win over Michigan State. And he, he of course, was at the National Championship game. Uh, no, I mean, him and Kingsbury have a great relationship. I actually wrote a story about, about that relationship and just the loyalty that uh, Coach Kingsbury 
showed Mahomes when it looked like Mahomes might go play professional baseball. You know, Texas Tech was the only Power 5 team to offer Patrick Mahomes, crazy as it sounds now, even though he was the Gatorade Player of the Year in Texas. I know. Uh, And it was just about his – I remember having conversations with Kingsbury about, like, wondering if Mahomes' game would translate because he didn't really see – it was almost like a Doug Flutie-type game where Pat would run around behind the line of scrimmage and then throw it 60 yards downfield. It was like, well, that translate to college. And, of course, he was better in college. And, you know, needless to say, he's been better in the NFL. So, But Kingsbury was one of the first people to really see that. Um, actually, new offensive coordinator Sonny Cumbie was another guy who, who saw that he was on the staff at Tech way back then um, and was one of the first guys to discover Patrick Mahomes. So there's still a lot of ties with the program and Pat. Yeah, Mahomes and Kingsbury are really tight, but Pat will go golf with the athletic director, Kirby Hoka. I think he did right after mm-hmm. they won the Super Bowl last year. I mean, he's still big time involved with the program. And uh, like you said, Texas Tech fans are really proud of, of Patrick Mahomes. Does the hire of Sonny Cumbie bring like to me that seems like a uh it was it, it replaces a, a missing link that maybe existed after kingsbury was fired you think about texas tech and, and you so ably like mentioned that the grit the the dykes and then and then mike leach comes in and, and they do the air raid and they just throw the ball and 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 scare you to death when you're playing them cliff of course you know was the qb on those early 2000 teams cumby was also a quarterback eventually but then when cliff gets fired it seems like they kind of go in a different direction i like the idea of of bringing some of that back with sunny cumby well they have to be better offensively and you know Look, David Yost struggled, obviously, here at Texas Tech, and he's no longer with the program. But quarterback play has been a problem. It has not been good. Right now, they have two young guys. You mentioned Barrett Morton. Donovan Smith's another guy. I saw, I've seen both of them play in person. They're both freshmen. They're the most talented guys at quarterback for Texas Tech since Patrick Mahomes. And that has to improve. Now, if Sonny Cumbie brings back some of the air raid, great. But he needs to be multiple. They need to be versatile. In my opinion, you have to be able to be versatile in today's college football game. And you have to have, especially in the big play or big 12, Trey, you know this, you have to have quality quarterback play or you're you're just going to get left behind. So more than anything, more than anything, like any kind of offense that he brings, he has to, as a quarterback coach, get as much as he can out of a pretty inexperienced quarterback room or, you know, Tech's going to struggle. To me, it's it's hard to believe Texas Tech could ever have bad quarterback play. I know it there was there were some inconsistencies after Graham Harrell left, like 09, 20, 2010, 2011, maybe 09 Graham was still there. I'm not sure. But what happened? Jared, after after Patrick left and, and you get the coaching search, was there any one event that led to Texas yes. Tech being being here? Yes. Jared Stidham flipping late in the recruiting cycle to Baylor. That's right. Yeah. There was a before and after to the whole Kingsbury era, to be honest. Everything kind of fell apart after Stidham flipped to Baylor. Um, he had one of the you know top quarterback prospects coming in. Honestly, I think he saw Mahomes during his freshman year. Mahomes, I, I don't know, he had like a 505-touchdown game against Baylor, ironically, in the season finale his freshman year. And I was like, you know, I, I'm not playing – with this guy on the roster <laughs> and he was right. So he ended up flipping to Baylor. That's wild. And is the reason Baker Mayfield or Davis Webb transferred because the, the Mahomes presence as well? No, Mayfield was a unique situation with Kingsbury, which yeah. was just part of the drama of Kingsbury being a young and experienced coach and Baker Mayfield being Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Davis Webb, you know, he's a talented guy, but yeah, I think part of that was definitely Mahomes kind of, Coming into his own, Webb got hurt. Uh, yeah, Mahomes took over, and that's the same season where 
he had that big game against Baylor, had a really nice game, I think, at Iowa State before that, and really started to ascend at that point where it was like, whoa, you know, Tech, you know, Texas Tech started thinking, we, we have something here with this guy, Patrick Mahomes, and Webb, I think he would transfer to Cal after that season. Well, we're going down the Texas Tech rabbit hole of quarterbacks. I'm here for <laughs> it. I love doing it. Jared Johnson, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. Okay, thanks again to Jarrett for joining us today on the College Football Daily. Appreciated his honesty, and for his sake, I hope hope the program improves a little bit out there in Lubbock. Matt Wells will not, will not survive another four-win season. I'd like to see Texas Tech get back to a bowl game at the very least, and, and maybe powered by a true freshman quarterback, Baron Morton. The Red Raiders could be fun again. So our producer is Lance Glenn. My name is Trey Scott. Y'all have a good rest of the day. We'll talk to you on Thursday for the next edition of the College Football Daily. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.